What's happening, people? Welcome back to another episode of No Ball. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about. Just before I've come on, I've just seen that the next two games have been called off or postponed, which is a sensible decision, I think, not just from a Bulls fan's point of view, that the fact we've got no players, but also for the safety of the other teams and just the league as a whole. Because as we all know, COVID spreads like wildfire. And we just don't need it. So a bit of common sense from the league there doing that. And we'll, we'll see where we're at on Sunday. But we'll get into all that with our guests today. Uh, nobody probably knows who this is because I have had an absolutely crazy day. And I was writing a tweet out earlier. It went into my drafts because I haven't got a signal. And I was like, right, I'll redo that when I've got a signal. And I just completely forgot. So everything's been up in the air today. Monday's are always a rush, like I always say. But my guest is a UK-based Bulls fan. I'll let him tell you all about him. Very interesting guy. Got a few really cool projects on the go, which you should check out. But yeah, I'm going to bring him in now. Mr. Jay Mullings. How you doing, brother? Hello, hello. How you doing, Jimmy? Yeah, Thanks I'm, for having me. Um, good, my you. name's Jay Mullings, for anyone that's listening. I'm a lifelong Bulls fan and obviously UK-based writer, director, creative. But yeah, all-around sports fanatic. <laughs> Good man. Well, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate you taking the time to do this. It's no problem at all. It should be good fun. But yeah, like I just said, I don't know if you could hear that intro there, but we just had the news about, what, 40 minutes or so ago that the, the next two games have been postponed. So I like yeah. to think I had something to do with that. I was, part, I was one of the people that was constantly tweeting the NBA saying, stop this, it's nonsense. Like it was six, then seven, then eight, then nine players. I'm like, you're going to wait for the whole city of Chicago to go up in? Like, come on now, stop it. So I think it I'm, ended I'm, up, I think, we, got, I think we currently got 10 in, pro, in COVID protocol, 10 players, which is just insane. Funnily enough, I was just on the uh, NBA UK fans uh, spaces chat on Twitter and they were saying, they were right. giving me grief saying, well, you've still got eight players. You have to play the game and all this. Yeah. Uh, they're no. only winding me up, I'm sure, but I, I tried not to bite. But, uh, I know how to it get doesn't it. make good TV either, and it's not good for the, the, like you said, the health and safety of the players. You're literally taxing them, having them play lots and lots of minutes. It's just not a good, you're trying to keep your immune system strong. You're not trying to pass anything on. Stop the games. Like, let's be sensible now. Absolutely. And listen, as much as we all want balls to field a, a fully healthy team and get back to winning ways the priority is the safety of these guys out there and just everyone, the fans and the staff as well, because there's been staff going down. Obviously, Stacey King's gone down. Right. Uh, I think Bill Wellington's just gone down as well now. So God knows who would have joined uh, Adam Amin tonight, uh, tomorrow night had the game gone ahead. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe Chuck Swirsky would have jumped on, which would have been quite cool, actually. I'm a big fan of Chuck. But anyway, you know, hopefully Stacey will be back for, for the next game. If it does go ahead on Sunday, we're supposed to play the Lakers on an early tip, 8.30 UK time tip. So yeah. typical of that one did get postponed. Right. But 
I'd rather they just... nice to see us on TV at yeah. a decent time for sure. It would have been nice, but I mean, it still might happen. But listen, if we're going to be fielding a G League team, I'd rather it got postponed and it's moved back to one o'clock in the morning whenever. But yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens with that. But anyway, Jay, about you, man. Uh, how did firstly, how did you get into basketball? And also, the obvious question: Why are you a Bulls fan? So I think with basketball, the obvious answer for anyone of sort of our generation or anyone who's sort of born in the 80s was Michael Jordan and actually on we used to get uh trans world sport and we used to get the basketball highlights on tv yeah so you saw it the tongue was out the shoes <laughs> the shoes were fresh like you, you couldn't escape Michael Jordan Mike Tyson Michael Jackson the free mics yep. you, you couldn't escape them they were everywhere so it was it was easy to sort of side with the bulls then and then I guess how I became a fan was the fact that it wasn't necess- it wasn't easy for him. It's not like everyone laid down and let him win a title. They beat up on Jordan pretty badly. You know, he was doing all of this amazing stuff where it's like you, it's clear to see he's the most talented player in the sport. As in, as a young kid, I understood that well, when I was watching Jordan, Jordan was special, but he wasn't winning titles. And I think it was like, well, I sort of identified with that. Like, oh, he's actually got to overcome this. It's not just about being the best on your own. It's a team sport and he needs help. And so, yeah. Ended up with, ended up as as a Bulls fan from from then on really, and then just like an NBA fan, because um, I grew up in London and Jamaica. So in Jamaica, the the NBA, because I think it's because of the proximity to America, NBA is a big deal in Jamaica as well. Oh Patrick really? Ewing. Yeah, Patrick Ewing is um of Jamaican um is a he's Jamaican of, of Jamaican parentage. Oh hold up, you said Patrick Ewing. We uh... <laughs> we can't let that slide. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, he's, I know, he's Nick's through and through, but still, you know, he's a Jamaican he, heritage. He, he I gem- genuinely did not know that. Yeah, yeah, a few, a few of these players have um, sort of Jamaican heritage. Jamal oh, okay. Murray, same thing. Um, it's, but yeah, it's massive really in Jamaica. Then, say again. Basketball is massive in Jamaica. It's popular. Is in it's shown on TV, playoff time, it will, and then Jamaicans tend to just get on with American sports anyway. I think again, it's more of the proximity; they're closer to America than we are. Yeah, sure, sure. Oh wow, that's interesting. I generally didn't know that. So uh, yeah, now everyone knows uh, my hate for Patrick Ewing back in the day. <laughs> like I always say, I respect the head out of the guy now, but in, yeah. at the time, man, oh, I hated him. So yeah, we're obviously of a similar sort of generation then, um, because that's exactly how I initially got into the game and. Like you said, it was a hell of a lot more physical back then. And Jordan yeah, had sure. to work for every possession. Well, not just Jordan, but everyone in the league had to work for every possession. So you look at it now, it is a lot softer. But it's the same with anything. Any sports have changed and, and life in general has changed through time. So it is what it is. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, they were some crazy times. Quite still, still go back and watch the games now. And it's just like, I mean... Yeah, obviously you watched the last dance. I take it. Speaking of those oh, guys, oh, oh, definitely. I was out. Um, I, I released one of my um, one of my songs during that time, and I I just put on my Bulls jerseys and I took my drone out and I wore the Jordans and I was out there and I was watching the last dance. It sort of inspired me to get out and film. Oh, this wow. was during COVID time when everyone was pretty much in the house locked down. Yeah, yeah. Saw the last dance. And I was like, no, God, go outside and do something with this. And yeah, <clears throat> really, really enjoyed it. Oh, that's um, awesome. I know that Scottie Pippen might not might not like it too much, but <laughs> oh man, it's, it's a crazy one, isn't it? What's your what's your opinion on Scottie at the moment? 
Uh, I think it's the sell books. I don't think he genuinely believes any of this stuff. I I think it's just he's playing a he's playing a role to get people to to get eyes on his book. It has to be. It can't be anything else. He can't genuinely feel like this. My when game. Jordan went away and he had the chance to step up, he chose to sit down and let Kukoc take the shot. And come on, he he can't he can't blame. Is he gonna blame Jordan for that as well? Like no, and I don't think he actually believes. It. I think it's it's just the sell books. Truthfully, my, my issue with that is, I mean, I'm a bit of a hypocrite because I've bought the book, but I've only bought it because I've got a signed <laughs> copy, right? And I uh, shout out to, oh my gosh, I've forgotten the guy's name, Martin. Oh, sorry, Martin, I've forgotten the guy's name onto it. But he actually messaged me and said about the book and there was a, an, an opportunity to get a signed copy of the, of the Pippin book sure. sent over. So he's Miracle on Martin Street, Martin the Geek. Sorry, Martin. I had no intention of getting the book. And then when Martin messaged me a link so you can get a signed copy, I was like, oh, I haven't got anything to sign, Pippin. I might have to get one of them. So I did. It's not actually yeah, turned up yeah. yet. Hopefully it'll be here soon. But I've got no intention of reading the book because I've heard you enough. Now. You've got it now. You've got, you've got to do it for the culture now. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I'll be honest. I'm not a massive reader anyway. I don't know. Like, for me, I think he would have been... I'd have been more inclined to have read it had there not been all this MJ hate. Because a mm. bit like you, I just kind of feel that it's not genuine. No, it can't be. It's not genuine. I don't believe Which it's genuine. Which then makes me think the whole book's not going to be genuine. Even if it's not genuine, you can sort of pick sense from nonsense. So it's like, oh, some of this stuff is true and we get this is stuff we didn't know. And then the rest of it is like, OK, throw that out. That's just sensationalized. But that's what these books are genuinely like, these autobiographies that aren't written by the person who is named on it. So Yeah, true. I don't know, man. I'll see. Maybe if I get bored or... Netflix to... might might commission it and make it into something. I would, I would probably watch <laughs> that. last dance. I would probably actually watch that. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you saw, I think I touched on it with Elliot last week, the Luke Longley documentary, Australian yes, story did. Yes, yes. I've, I've, was it was it Vice or one of these? It, um, I saw I saw something on YouTube where it's like um, the Shawi lives in Australia. How weird it is for him to be as tall as he is, and yeah, I kind of I did watch it. Yes, yeah, so it was a two part documentary. If you've not seen it, I, I highly recommend watching it. It's on YouTube. It's really really interesting, and it's Luke Longley's version of it and how he struggled to adapt to the 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 competitive mentality that Michael Jordan was drumming into everyone and how it kind of mentally scarred him in a lot of ways. It's really fascinating. But oh. Michael Jordan actually was on it. They got him in and were interviewing Michael Jordan. Luke Longley wasn't, but the production team were. Sam Blake's in the comments. Hi, right, Sam. Thanks for joining us, mate. He's put, yeah, Australian Stories. That's who it's by. So if you search Australian oh. Stories, anyone who wants to watch it, Australian Stories, Luke Longley. It's really, really good. And they asked Michael Jordan at the end, like, can you blame Luke Longley for feeling a little bit put out that he wasn't involved in the last dance? And Michael Jordan admitted that he should have been involved. Uh, at the end, when they asked Michael Jordan why he'd given his time for this documentary, he said because he loves Luke Longley and he, he really respects the guy. And it was quite a really, it was, it was a side of MJ that you don't really see. I've certainly not seen it. It was quite a humble MJ and it was, it was all quite a bit emotional, really, from someone who lived it back then, you know, and... Right. It was, it was, yeah, it was fascinating. So if anyone hasn't seen that, I highly recommend it. Say it's on YouTube. It's pretty easy to find. I, I did find the, the Michael Jordan story about um, 
when 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 Luke was killing it in the finals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he gave him a compliment <laughs> at halftime. And he ended up with the same stat line. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, well, I can't remember. I can't remember what the stat line was, but yeah, whatever it was. Yeah, he was, Hawks, he was getting rebounds. He was getting points. Yeah, he was like, yeah, this is how you're supposed to play. And he's like, at the end of the game, Luke had no. He had that in the first quarter. He was he was going off. And he's like, yeah, you complimented him, and that's what he had at the end of the game. And then back in the locker room, apparently MJ said to him, "I am never paying you a compliment ever again." Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you, you can imagine how what kind of aura he has, where it's like if he compliments you, it literally had the power to throw you off your game. Oh man, for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you must be doing something crazy if you're getting a compliment from MJ. Right. Yeah. So he, he yeah, he was like, I need to just, you know, I need to just capture this moment for the rest of the game, and say, yeah. oh well. They ended up losing by, was it 10 or 12 or whatever it was? Uh, they lost. I don't think it was by many. Yeah, they certainly lost the game. But yeah, like you say, Luke Longley didn't do another, didn't get another point. I don't think he got another rebound or an assist. No, another block, that nothing. Was that, was, so, that was it. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a, quite a comical story, that one. So have you seen, obviously this week's games, we had Denver last Monday, uh, which we won. I don't know if you saw it. Did you see any of that one? So when I can't watch the games live, I watch the the the, the highlights on YouTube whenever I can. Or yep. so yeah, I've seen highlights, not seen the actual full game footage or anything like that. And I didn't want to watch the Miami game. I kind of knew what was what was brewing. I was sort of on the high since when they left um, New York with both wins, and then it's like oh, fast forward a week later, and it's like oh, everyone's just down with COVID. So I was like, well, I'm not watching. I don't want to see certain players on the floor. I'm sorry, I just don't want to see it. Well, I've, for the first time this season, including last season, I think, actually, I've not actually watched a Miami Heat game back yet. I've had my kids this weekend. I've had a, a crazy, crazy weekend doing all Christmas stuff. So I've not had a chance to even watch the game back yet. I will do. I should probably, well, I've got plenty of time now because our next couple of games are off, but I plan to watch it tomorrow. So I will I will watch it anyway, regardless of the score and the players that were missing. I, you know, yeah. I still, I still want to watch it and, and sort of, you know, try and take bits from it. But going back to the Denver game, so who was who did we have starting? We had Lonzo, Zach, Io. Io got his first start against uh, Denver. I mean, that was crazy. Derek Jones Jr. and Vooch. I mean, Io, man, that kid, he's, he looks real special. I, we just, I feel like we say it every week, but he really is legit. And he's putting them in a position where um, Kobe White's trade value sort of goes up, where it's like, oh, well, every team wants someone that can kind of play the six-man role and give you instant offense, be a microwave scorer. But then the Bulls have a younger, more rounded player that is like homegrown. They can keep this person. So it's like it, it may end up being, you know, thanks, Kobe. We don't want to lose you, but we kind of got to lean over this way. It depends. It'll be interesting to see what happens, but his development is nothing short of remarkable. Oh, it's, um, it's incredible. That, and you know he cares because it's his home city. So. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. can tell just by watching him how much he cares. But, I mean, offensively, he is phenomenal. But he's even doing it a bit on the defensive end as well, sure. which I really didn't expect to see. I mean, well, let's be honest. I don't think anyone expected Ayo to be like this. But I didn't realise he had the, def- the defensive side of him as well, which is just a massive bonus. I'm... People know my stance on Kobe. I, I love Kobe as a person. I really like him. I like his attitude. He's he's a worker. Mm-hmm. I'm still not all out that Kobe's really gonna be as good as people think. I really, oh. I hope I'm wrong. Like I really do. I hope I'm wrong. Oh. But for me, Kobe's either red, ice cold or red hot. There's no in between. 
Yeah, shoot us, shoot. <laughs> yeah, I know. I get that, man. I get that. But I don't, I don't know. I, listen, I want him to succeed. Like, I really genuinely, I'm, I'm not on the Trey Kobe band at all. But if we had an opportunity to get someone in that fits more a need for now, maybe a power forward in or something like that. With, yeah, we need big. With Pat sure. Will out. And if Kobe is what we need to put in that trade package, then I'll be honest, depending on who it's for, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm dead against it. But I'm not trying to trade. I, I really like Kobe. Whenever I say this, people just think, you hate Kobe. Like, I don't. I really want him to succeed. Like, I really do. I love, the per- I love him as a person. I love how hard he works. But... I mean, I'm not, I'm not completely all in on Kobe, so I don't know. Yeah, man. I think so. Most so the sort of um, sentiment I've gotten from like the Bulls, um, the Bulls faithful, if you like, um, is that yes, you would like to keep him ideally, just like they would have liked to have kept Thaddeus Young, but you kind of got to make these moves because you know the front office has changed, the coaching has evolved. They've sort of got to get out of the mentality of we've always got to be thinking about improving. And with that being said, then only your stars are like concrete. Everyone else is, you know, it's not that it's a business. And but it's like, well, we got to think about the team and we got to think about winning and we got to think about growing this culture. I think Kobe is not a sacrifice to that, but he's a he's a piece that you have to be willing to sell high. And it's like now's the time to sell high with him. And then, yeah, if they can turn that into a big fire and if they can't get a big, I don't think, like you said, no, I don't think no one wants to to sell low on Kobe. No. You use him as bait to get something something you absolutely need. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you. I'm Listen, I don't want to trade him, but if needs be, I mean, let me put it to you. Hy- completely hypothetical, of course. If you, if we were trading for, for a need now, for a big, and mm-hmm. we had to put in either Io or Kobe, who are you putting in? You got, you got, you got to send Kobe away. You got to keep. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I, he's I got, agree. he's younger, and then obviously the cap and everything else. But yeah, you have to keep Io. That and he plays both, like you say, he plays both sides of the ball. I don't think Kobe White could guard a cone. <laughs> no, no, he's, he's not. He's <laughs> he can not light there, you up from free, but he's not stopping nobody, man. Like, no, no, I'm, no, I'm with you. But listen, I'm not, I'm not hating on Kobe. Like I'm really not. People who know me, like. They know I genuinely like the guy. Sam who's in with us now. Sam loves Kobe, so um, there's definitely no Kobe hate. Trust me, but you know, it, and and he went to UNC, so you know, I, I I respect that. It's just of course, it's it's horses for courses, and unfortunately, he might find himself being the odd man out. Do you know I, I I'm dead against Kobe starting. I am against that. I like him coming off the bench, but when he does start, it is so cool when they say from North Carolina. It brings it all back, man. That still sounds awesome. But, yeah, so, yeah, Denver. Obviously, we we beat Denver. Vooch, again, still going through this shooting slump. Yeah, I think with him, it's, they have to, he's the the third option, clearly. And it's like, it's a matter of, he needs to be comfortable with knowing when he's going to get touches, how he's going to get his touches, where his sort of, hot zones I don't think he's completely comfortable in the the offense and then he was coming off sort of injury COVID all of this stuff so he's been catch playing catch up and he's the only guy who has to guard all of the bigs all the time yes and he's they're they're sort of leaving him in no man's no man's land he it's not his strong he's he's uncomfortable but I reckon when he plays well it you know it's sort of he he plays well for like two games and then after that you're like well what we get in the third game I think 
it's such a shame that he went out because he was found, found finding his form. His little hook shot looks normally so so. It's money normally. That right. was dropping for him. His three was dropping for him. Everything was sort of just starting to take shape with him. And of course, then he goes out and he comes back, and it's it's like he started the season again. But yeah, he's getting the looks. He's getting in the right positions. He's getting the ball. There's not a shot that he's taken that I really don't like. Yeah, that's a for bit sure. of an exaggeration, perhaps. But I'm not. What I'm getting at is he's not taking stupid shots. No, no. His for shots sure. are good looks. His little hook shots they would normally drop, like I say. So. That's a positive. It's not like he's just going missing in games. He's still very much there and getting the ball in the right spots. It's just that shot's not dropping. And it's what I hate most about it, obviously, other than the fact the balls are losing when it's happening. Right. Every time, of course, they beat Denver when he didn't have a particularly good game. In fact, I don't think Lonzo had a particularly good game again. Oh, no, he did against Denver. He didn't against both the New Yorks in New York, did he? But um, he sunk that three against Brooklyn yeah, out, of, out of absolutely <laughs> nowhere. <It's> crazy. <laughs> Also we're given at that point. <laughs> the reason I desperately want Vooch to do so well is not only because it affects our winning, of course it does, but I'm hearing some real dumb takes on Twitter, man. Some they they real... want him traded ASAP, oh, but he's when God. you look at what he does, right, when he facilitates, especially at the top of the key, you can't, you can't. He he's like a ooh, no, let me not say that. I was gonna say like he's like a, a mini Joker or like a Joker light, but it's not that impressive, but it's it's close, it's dependable, but you can run offense through him, and bigs that you can run offense through are not that they're they're hard to come by. Yes, he's not he's not the twenty five and and twelve guy, and but they they need to realize that he's playing third option. We we want to play faster. We have we're smaller, so we tend to want to swarm people, take the ball and push the ball up the floor. He's sort of the guy where we're gonna need him come, you know, the postseason if that's what their ambitions are. So they kind of got to think long term with him. Then he has no serviceable backup. You're having to play fours at fives at long stretches. Like, it's all on him. He's probably thinking the game a lot more and it's probably affecting him that way. They probably should just ease him up a little bit, I think at least. Yeah, I mean, the pressure is is obviously going to be on him, especially when DeRozan was out and now, of sure. course, with Zach out as well and bloody everyone out. So there is a bit more pressure on him scoring the ball, where when you've got Zach and DeRozan and even Lonzo when his shot's on, yeah. a lot of pressure is off Vooch for scoring. But, well, Io as well. I mean, I can't I can't talk highly enough about Io. Um, but anyway, we'll get to the next game, which was the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, man, I watched this game live. I got up to watch this one. And uh, <laughs> it wasn't a shock because, you know, Cleveland are doing well. Yeah, they're trending upwards I mean, I, now. I thought they would. I'm not just saying that. I'm sure there's a tweet somewhere really? to back. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. But there'd be a dumpster fire. They were just. They were just. It was a roster full of people at all. I, mean, <laughs> I was. I, <laughs> I was one of very few people that said I, I think it could work. Maybe that was my heart rolling my head a bit because everyone knows I'm a massive Lowry Markkinen fan. Yeah. So the maybe finishing. there was a bit of that, but I thought it would work. I didn't think Mobley. I actually thought Mobley would be coming off the bench. To be honest. Right. Because I thought, why are they signing Mark? And they're not going to drop Allen. Allen will play at the centre. I thought Mo- Mobley will come off the bench. Lowry will play at the power mm. forward. And Mobley will be the backup. But, I mean, how... You couldn't bench Mobley now. I and mean, he's been phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely and they lost, they lost Sexton as well. So, I'm like, oh. Yeah. I've yeah. been surprised by the by the Cavs. I, I just sort of ruled them out. Like I said, when I saw that it looked like the only criteria for anyone they were signing was be at least 6'10". I was like, yeah, that's not going to work. But... <laughs> They've proved me wrong, so 
yeah, when we lost against them, it, it you're you're right. It sort of takes the stink away from it because they're actually trending upwards. But it's it's the Cavs. I don't like losing against the Cavs. <laughs> yeah, Kim no. Noah would, would hate losing against the Cavs, and I'm a I'm a huge Noah guy. So yeah, no. <laughs> I feel you there, man. I think we we're always going to struggle against big teams like that. Yeah, of you course. know we just are. We're, we're very small, and it works against most of the teams, but. The likes of the Cavs. That was that's always going to be a tough game against those guys. That the, the the height. I mean, it's just Mobley defensively. I mean, the man was absolutely incredible. Absolutely. And they got incredible. Jared Allen as well. Allen's um, phenomenal. And I, I I thought I did wonder why Brooklyn traded him and kept DeAndre. I, I would have got DeAndre out of there, but oh well. Yeah, that's that I'm sort of backfired think, against them in a, in a small of... way. It's not like it's not like they're crying that Jared Allen isn't there. You got KD going off now, so <laughs> I think a lot of Nets fans would probably agree with you, though. In all honesty, um, but yeah, who knows? But yeah, uh, Darius Garland, man. I mean, he's just turned they, on. He turned they it on. Look, the they look, they look really good over there. They look really organized. Um, just, yeah. yeah, nothing, nothing more you can say about the Cavs. The Cavs look like they could actually. So they're looking like they may be on the inside of the playoff picture, whereas like the Knicks look, the Knicks are struggling. They look like they're trending the other way as well. So here we go. I was waiting for that one. I was setting that one up. <laughs> uh, actually, you said you didn't say the Knicks are good. You said the Knicks are struggling. So they're finding a hard time being a 500 ball club, which is like, well, that's the least you would expect from someone who was in the playoffs last year. So. I'm yeah, not think... at all surprised that the Knicks have dropped off a cliff. You're not surprised? No, 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 not at all. I think they massively overachieved last season. And fair play, absolutely respect for that. Like, absolutely. How can you not? They finished fourth out of nowhere. But no, I'm not at all surprised, man. Like, I'm not just saying that to hate on the Knicks. I said it just last week. took their heart. <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm just not surprised, man. I mean, wh- how Kemba can't get into that squad at the moment is, is beyond belief. Obviously, yeah, you know, as a he's, Bulls, he's had a major fall from grace. As, <laughs> as a Bulls fan, you have to love Tibbs, but that's that seems crazy to me that Kemba can't get in that rotation. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's I don't know, man. They're, they're, to me, they're not they're not getting in the postseason. Um, who have you got in the? Who have you got as what? Top, let's say top six. So you got your you got the Nets, you got the Bucks, you got the Sixers. You got to fancy the Sixers at this point. You got the Bulls, of course, and then after that, I, I, it's a toss-up. Whoever wants to get in, I, I'm, I'm not going to argue with whoever takes five, six, seven, and eight or the playing spots. But I think the top four is who I focus on. You're I not, can't see the other, the other two teams. I don't know. They're fringe teams. It changes every, every few weeks. You're not putting Miami in there. Miami, Miami wasn't. Wait, I, no, I choose. I chose the Bucks, the Nets, Sixers, Sixers. No, not putting Miami in there. I'm not taking them over the Sixers. Not no, the way Embiid is playing. Well, even if they get up there, it won't mean anything. If they face um, Philadelphia, Philadelphia would bounce them. Really? That's, you think? I, yeah. Yeah, I think I think they I think they'll get them. Yeah, they got a point to prove. No, that's fair. I mean, I'm looking at the moment. So we got obviously Brooklyn and Bucks. I think everyone predicted at the start of the season they were going to yeah, run away with sure. it. They're now first and second. They've dropped, knocked us down. Then it's us, then Miami, then Cleveland, then Sixers, then Washington, Charlotte, Atlanta, Celtics. I'm not expecting too much from the Celtics. I don't think Atlanta will jump up too much either. Washington seemed to have sort of dropped off a little bit, um, which I think was kind of expected, um, although you just don't know in this league. They're bracing for a trade, probably. Wow, who knows, man. And Charlotte have 
well, they're there or thereabouts as well, alongside Washington. So, so you you kind of think the top six is is the top six really as it is then with Brooklyn, Milwaukee, us, Miami, Cleveland, and the Sixers. Not necessarily yeah. in that order, but yeah, not necessarily in that order. Um, and like I said, I, I'm I'm the reason I'm rolling with Philly is 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 Embiid's play and the fact that he's sort of demanding, you know, his teammates around him support him, but. I know Miami is Miami, and I'm a Jimmy guy. I I, I know I that Jimmy. might not be a popular. Um, no, I'm with you, man. <laughs> I I really like Jimmy Butler, and I think he's a leader and an, and an alpha and a dog. But I don't know. I I I've never been sold. I hate losing to Miami actually. So when when we when we lose against them, I'm just like, why? Why are we losing? You know, Duncan Robbins? No, Tyler, <laughs> no, I no. I These think, shouldn't be beating us. I think that Miami <laughs> game was ruined by. Not just sure. the not just the Bulls. Not making excuses. Miami mm-hmm. had a lot of guys out as well. That was potentially a fantastic game, a horrible game probably as a fan of one of the teams because I think it would have sure. been a very tight game. But as a basketball fan, that would have been, in my opinion, that could have been such a good game to watch. Mm-hmm. It was ruined. Both teams were out with so That's many players amazing. out. So yeah, it's such a shame when that happens. But hopefully, we'll get to see it later on in the season. Sam's put in the comments. If Acme could work their magic with not much to use, would you take Sabonis or Turner? So we're hearing a lot of this talk at the yes. moment because they. Yes, is the answer to that. You take any one of those, you can get. You take both of them, if you can get both of them too. <laughs> Who would you take if you could choose one? I'd take Miles Turner. Really? Shoots three, defends the rim. Yeah, I'd My take him. My issue with that with Turner, Turner is. I mean, Turner's a centre, isn't he? You're not going to yeah. play him at the power forward. No. You're not going to bring him off the bench, are you? But then you're not going to put Vooch on the bench, surely. I think I think you you sort of you you um you rotate the starting position between them, and I I, I think Vooch will probably be happy with sharing the load with someone that's like you know his sort of contemporary. I think if you put a lesser player next to him, you can't. There's no room for telling him he should be on the bench and that person starts. No, that makes sense. I mean, Miles Turner, he definitely would give us a lot of need, like what we need. He's, yeah. He offers a lot of that. I just think, I don't know which one I would take. I mean, of course, the the package would have to not be too much because I wouldn't give up a hell of a lot of what, because I like what we've got now. And I don't think adding one of those for, I mean, I don't know who you put on the line with that. Do you put Kobe and Pat Williams, perhaps? And maybe it couple of picks that's the thing i should ask you because many people are saying you should push your chips to the right you should be trying to go to win now mode and you you can't bet on on patrick williams's development when you can have a player that can help you for the next two three years wherever it is because it he's a project player they drafted him high but you you, you weren't his ceiling wasn't project he's projected to be Kawhi light you need a lot of time for that to take place because he doesn't seem to be particularly aggressive. No. So it's like, well, what are you going to do? Coach him to take more shots? How How's that going to work? And he's he's been injured. He's been unlucky with injury. So it's like, well, I would say if they're really serious about changing the culture, they have to take the, they have to make the sort of, not cutthroat, but these like strong decisions and think about trying to win now. So yes, everyone that isn't named Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and Vooch is... Even Vooch is tradable. All of them are tradable. They all are, except Io, actually. I'm keeping an Io. Everyone oh, else... Oh, I don't know. Like, you might find yourself on the outside. It's just, it's just what it's got to be. 
<laughs> non-tradable players for me on this roster. Absolutely non-tradable. Zach, mm. Zach Demar. Obviously, you can't get rid of those two. Mm-hmm. Vooch. I'm not. I'm not giving up on Vooch. I'm a massive Vooch guy, and there's no way I can give up on on someone who is. He's an all-star. He's a legit all-star, and he will find that shot again. That will come back. For sure. Uh, I'm not giving up on Lonzo at all. I love Lonzo. I can't give him up. I think he's so important to this team. Mm-hmm. We've waited so long for a legit point guard, and we finally got one. So to me, Lonzo is untradeable. Mm-hmm. Io, 100% agree with that. Io, there's no way you, you're giving up Io. Ah, of course, my man Caruso. You ain't trading him. Yeah, you wouldn't trade him either. No I'm way. So, yeah, anyone else, perhaps. Maybe I don't know, but they're, they're, uh, those guys are Derek just... Jones Jr. You take all of them, Alize. You take all of them. You yeah. roll them up and you I love... pair them with picks and you send them out. I love what Derek Jones Jr. has done and brought to us. Mm. Absolutely love what he's done. But on both ends, he's been phenomenal. Um, he is an expiring now. I think his contract's up in the summer, so mm-hmm. that's that's uh, that's an asset because teams like to trade for expiring contracts to free up for their sure. cap. So I could see Derek Jones Jr. being traded. Mm-hmm. definitely see that happening but I hope the other guys that I reeled off none of them can be and if they are I'll cry because I love all of those guys so much for me I'd probably take Sabonis even though he doesn't bring as much as what we need like Turner does mm-hmm. just from a position point of view I'd probably bring in Sabonis because you can play him at the four and that that could potentially work with with, with the other guys I think that that does. I mean, both guys are going to lift you, aren't they? They're both fantastic players. Let's not kid ourselves. But it is a difficult one because Turner gives us more of what we need, but Sabonis right. gives us the positional. Look so, we need. so, what do you do with what do you do with Patrick Williams at that point? Oh man, what about trading him for Sabonis? Well, even if you don't trade him now, like, well, how, I think you what bring happens him, to his you development. Bring, you bring him off the bench, and he learns from them. He learns from these guys. He's still young. He's twenty years old, man. But because he's a project player, he needs reps. You have to actually, you have to push him in the fire. That's why I think you can't put, you can't trade for a player that blocks his development. You either get rid of him, or you trade. If you don't get rid of him, you got to trade for the need, which is the need at the five. But I agree with your, I agree with you that Sabonis is the more versatile big that can play the four and the five. But it's like, what do you do with Patrick Williams? If you're ready to give up on him, then absolutely he, not. He goes. No. If not, then you can't. I don't see how you trade for, like you say, unless you're gonna then make a an exit to get rid of Vooch at some stage. And you said you don't want to do that. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I would, I would bring Pat Williams off the bench, and he can still play starter minutes. He's just doing it from the bench, mm. and that he might be that might force him to be a bit more aggressive with the with the bench unit, perhaps. I mean, we thought we would see that in the summer league, didn't we? We all expected him to take a massive leap, and he did for the first game, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of didn't again, and it was all a bit, it was a bit strange. I don't know, but listen, I think we forget that he is twenty years old. 20. I mean, yeah. he's a kid. He's a kid, really. I mean, me at twenty, I was so immature. I mean, Jesus <laughs> Christ. And I think we do forget that he's twenty years old. So he's, you know, there's plenty of time. We're, we're all so desperate for him to do well, especially with it being AK's first uh, draft pick for the yeah. Bulls. You know, it's he wants he wants him to. We all do, don't we? I mean, he's a, he's for a sure. really nice guy as well. He's a lovable guy. So yeah, I'm not giving up on Pat. I would give up Kobe for one of those two and maybe some picks. That yeah. Portland, the Portland uh, Portland pick we've got. This off season, 
I'm not even sure that's going to convey because it's lottery protected. Ah. So at the start of the season, everyone was like, well, we definitely got that pick because there's no way Dame's not going to be in the playoffs. But at the moment, I mean, yeah, it's not looking <laughs> great. So I kind of really want Portland to make the playoffs. But um, I'm with you on that too. <laughs> yeah, so at the moment, that pick's probably not tradable because it might not convey, but that's another story. So I don't know, man. I mean, I, I think we've got an awesome team. We definitely do need a big uh, before the trade deadline. We do need a that we need to fill that spot for sure because well i do you think someone i think Thaddeus young might actually get bought out i think that was what i was hearing as well i would love to have him back i understand why he had to get traded because yeah of course and and we've all seen what demar Derozan is he's absolutely phenomenal i would love absolutely love to get Thaddeus Young back. I know we couldn't trade for him, could we? Because mm-hmm. of the way that the... It wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't make sense to trade for him. But if he gets bought up. out, I think he would come back to shy. And then that sort of puts an oh, end to having man. to trade for need. You'd, that, you'd, what you need. If that happens, that to me, if he's anything like he was for us last season, that elevates us to a legit, a legit yeah. playoff team. And I'm talking, sure. you know, conference finals. We have depth. We'd have everything, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I agree. So if that happens, we have to see if that actually happens. If that does happen, then that's that's the look. That would <laughs> to that get would, Bad that, Young back. Yeah, that would that would do it for me. That would do it for me. Then then we don't have to trade anything for Turner no. or, or Sabonis because I, I I'm not sure Sabonis is is right for us. I don't know. Maybe he is. I mean, he's a quality player. Don't get me wrong. And like oh. DeRozan said when he come here, quality players they'll figure it out. Yeah. Oh man, Thad Young. If Thad Young come back, that would. I think the whole of Bulls Nation would be just. Fat Fadich. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, he's so happy for that happens. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But I mean, we need bigs because we showed against oh, mate, against the Sixers. They just bullied us. Against Cleveland, they were too big for us. We struggle against the biggest team, so we definitely need bigs. Yeah. Going on to we right kind of covered the Cavs game and then the Heat game we kind of covered that haven't we it was a I've not seen it yet so I'm I, all I'm doing is reading off of the box to score and I mean our starters you know we had Troy Brown Jr in there yeah Kinney was in who we signed it's it's crazy really Simonovic has got nearly five minutes which he's not even getting any time yeah Dotson's and- been coming in and- early Stanley Johnson got COVID as he got put in the into <laughs> Stanley Johnson did. He played like five minutes on Sunday and then he got COVID. <laughs> Tyler Cook come in and played five minutes. It's crazy. It's it's yeah. just it's madness. I'm glad these next two games have been called off. It just makes sense for like we yeah. said for the <laughs> we safety can start of... sort of regroup and get players back into the fold, but for sure, man, for sure. So otherwise we would have started falling down the, the standings artificially because like it's not even based on play it's just based on circumstance why would you want that deciding how this goes yeah it's not but, yeah. it's not right is it it's just not it's not how you how any of us want it to be so common sense has come through uh jay i've just seen on my notes because i make notes of some of the games one of the notes i did have was i don't know if you saw it against was it the denver game yes the IO pass to Zach Levine, where it was kind of like an underarm, like a scoop pass over, who was it over? So balls were on a break. I think IO got the steal, if I remember rightly. 
right. it, Levine was cutting around the back, and Io literally just with two hands, like an underarm yeah. lob Rick, up in uh, the Rick air. Rick style. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, and he lobbed it up in the air, and Levine caught it, and caused Levine dunked it. And as Levine was running back, they the camera caught him. Uh, Levine was like smiling and like pointing at Io, and then Levine just mimicked what he just done. <laughs> it to say, like, what, like what the hell was that? So yeah, the that was, hoop. That was just one on one. I thought that was quite. Fun. I actually rewound that, and I, I think I videoed it on my phone and, and tweeted it out because yeah, it made me chuckle. So uh, yeah, just to touch on that as well. Right, we're gonna do the player quiz thing now. Ready when you are. So Fire we're gonna start with the nineties. So this it. guy played four. Obviously the Bulls. Uh, this is in no particular order. San Antonio mm-hmm. Spurs. Orlando Rodman. Magic. Nope. Portland Trailblazers. Ooh. Cleveland Cavaliers and Phoenix Suns. Spurs. You're throwing me off with Spurs now. Ooh, what player? From, this player's from the 90s. He played for... Oh, Lamar. Nope. Lamar. Um, nah, no, not, not Aldridge. Aldridge didn't play for the um, for the Suns. You said 90s as well. So he come I into, he come was, into I the thought le- it was Rodman at first, but I don't think it's no, Rodman. No, it's not. He came into the league in 98. Uh, sorry, 88. And he played for the Bulls from 93 to 98. Steve Kerr. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'll be him. <laughs> it is Steve Ooh. Kerr. Well done. When you said Spurs, I was like, Spurs? Cavs? Yeah. Yes, Kerr. Yeah, two stints with the Spurs, actually. Ended his career there as well. Right. Second player. So, obviously, Chicago Bulls. So, this is from the 2000s. Yeah. Well, it was He was at the Bulls in the 2000s. His career may have gone either side of that, but uh, Chicago Bulls, Charlotte Bobcats, always makes me laugh saying that. Detroit yeah. Pistons, Orlando Magic, and that is it in the NBA. Huh? Magic Pistons. You said Pistons, Magic. Pistons, Magic, Charlotte Bobcats, Chicago Bulls. Bobcats. Um. I think I know this, but I'm not sure. Charlotte, Charlotte, Bobcats. Bobcats is what's throwing me off now. What ball played for the Bobcats? And and wait, sorry, what were the other? What were the other? The, the Pistons. The Pistons and Orlando and Magic. Mac- I want to say it's Rip Hamilton, but I, I I don't think it is. No. No. Um. Magic. The magic part is killing me. I don't know who that is. And no, sorry, it's the it's the Bobcats. As soon as you say Bobcats, I'm like, which ball player would Oh. No, no, no. I was gonna say it's Tyson Chandler, it's not. No, I don't know. He was drafted by the Bulls. Ben Wallace? No. No, 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 no. Yeah. Is it Ben Wallace? Not quite. No, no. I could give you a big clue there. Is it is it Ben no it's Ben Gordon? It is. Yes, it's Ben. It's Ben. When he said Bob, I was like Bobcats, and then I didn't remember that he played for the Magic at any point. But yeah, it had to be he, Ben Gordon. He's, so his last NBA team was the Magic, and then he went to Texas Legends. Yeah, his his career could have gone a different way. It was all about the contract negotiations with him, wasn't it? Again, I wasn't watching then, so yeah, he he blew up basically. He, had, he he went off. He had a hell of a season, and then I think it was basically that when it came time to negotiate his contract, he it, it just didn't work out. It completely fell down, and I think that's sort of when Derrick Rose came through after that. But wherever it was, he didn't want to defer. He didn't want to be like the number two or whatever it was. He thought it was his team. 
he had sort of those demands and it that's what set him up with this I think uh, this ridiculous contract that made it untenable for him to stay at the Bulls. Right, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I think that's how it ended up happening with him. I know Wherever he was, quite it was popular he wasn't with Bulls supposed fans. to leave Bulls, but he yeah. If I if I remember well, I say remember if I'm right, I believe he was quite popular with Bulls fans when he was. Of course, playing. yeah, he was he was a gunner. He could shoot, um, but it, yeah, I think it was the the negotiations that messed it up. Right. Whether he wanted his team might have wanted too much, or the the cap wouldn't have allowed, or something like that. Something like this happened, or was it the emergence of Derrick Rose? I can't remember. Something like that happened. All I know is he left under. It's like if it would have if it could have worked out, it might have been good, but it didn't. Obviously, we wanted to keep Deng. Um, there was a Kobe trade, actually, that was supposed to happen. Yes. Deng Gordon was supposed to be part of that trade. And I think the Lakers also wanted Deng, but Kobe wanted to play with Deng. So Kobe said no to the trade because he wanted Deng to stay, but he wanted Ben Gordon. They wanted Ben Gordon gone, yeah. So Ben Gordon, whenever his name comes up, it's a pain point because like, oh. <laughs> There were a few few scenarios where it could have worked and it just didn't. I what, think it was to do with the contract negotiation. I'd have to check. What could have been, huh? Definitely. Oh, especially if we could have got Kobe for him. Wow, <laughs> yeah. I mean, from what I, from what I heard about the whole Kobe thing, it was a case that he was leaving because Shaq was still at the Lakers and then yeah. the Lakers contacted Kobe and said, Shaq, we're going to trade Shaq. So, I mean, he was basically as good as sign from what I heard within that story. Kobe's side of that, you used to tell him. Yeah. He was as good as signed, and then of course the Lakers got in contact and said, "No, no, Shaq's gone." Right. Kobe went Pretty back. Stay. So that's... Yeah, I think he wanted to go Philly, or he wanted to go Philly, or um, he wanted to have a play with. I think it was Allen Iverson, or he wanted to play with Lowell Lowell Deng. Wow. Yeah, I mean, those that were would like have his been... two main choices. That would have been insane if Kobe had played for the Bulls. That would have been, in a way, it's kind of nice he didn't because. Yeah, yeah, of course. The whole Lakers, well, the one team thing is is that's Kobe, isn't yes, it? And that's beautiful. Then he, he would have been constantly compared to MJ in a, yes. in a very uncomplimentary yeah. manner. So as so. nice as it would have been at the time for Bulls fans, <laughs> in a way, it's kind of equally nice that it didn't happen because that's his legacy now, and that that will never sure. that will never be changed. And it's yeah, I mean, you see Lakers. The first thing, certainly the first thing I still think of is even now when I see that Lakers logo is Kobe and. I don't think that will ever change for me personally. So at the end, Staples is gone now. It's now the crypto sub oh, crypto.com or whatever it is. Yeah. It's <laughs> an awful like. name. <laughs> I only changed it. Who was it that put on there? Uh, oh God, I forgot who it was. Was it Aaron? One of the one of the Bulls, UK Bulls fans put a tweet out because we just beat I think we beat the Clippers and then the Lakers on a back-to-back at the Staples. Yes, yes. And it was that next morning that they had, or that night they announced that they were changing yeah, the name. Change. And one of the Bulls fans, <laughs> oh, sorry, I, I think we it may have been the last wins Aaron, in the Staples Centre, yeah, basically. Well, they said the Bulls beat the LA team so bad they had to change the name of the arena. <laughs> Which was a, <laughs> I like that one. That was a great tweet. I I'm forget who that. that was. So whoever that was, I do apologise. But I did retweet it. It was a great tweet, yeah. It deserved sure. a lot more credit than it got. So, right, next player. He played for the Bulls in the 2010s era. He was around the oh, league right. before and after, but... Confident he... with this one now. Right. <laughs> I, I, I think you're going to get this one pretty easily, if I'm being honest, but we'll see. So, obviously, Chicago Bulls, Utah Jazz. Oh, no, you're throwing me now. Oh, Boozer. Ugh. Ugh. You, Carlos Boozer, yuck. 
Too easy. I didn't even need to get the other two. The other two were Cleveland yeah. Cavaliers and Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, boozer. Uh-uh. That 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 was a trade I didn't like because that's when we were in the sweepstakes for LeBron and Wade. We ended up with boozer. It was like no LeBron, Wade, Boss. and and Carmelo. Boss. No, we were on the we, we were on for one of those three. We got we we struck out and got boozer. <laughs> wasn't there? Wasn't it supposed to be like LeBron, Wade, and Bosch all coming to Chicago? Bosch was never a part of it. It was supposed to be them oh, and okay. Carmelo, right? But Carmelo took he took he took the re up in Denver, so yeah. he went and renegotiated and took his max when he was supposed to. He was supposed to be out of out in free agency when they all were out in free agency, but he took his money. So right. that's why it was supposed to be those three, and then yeah, D Wade probably wanted to come home, so it would have been Chicago. But D Rose, so I've I've been talking about tampering lately and how. Wouldn't it have been nice if D Rose actually tampered then? <laughs> he he was never interested in doing the no. recruiting, was he? From no, what I understand, I, I love that about him. I'm wearing I'm wearing the one now. So, oh, okay, yeah. it's the D Rose one you got. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, that just well, wasn't him. That's not who he is, no. is it? And and no. like he's, I, I do like his reasoning though for why he didn't do it, and it was because if I'm recruiting players, I'm then saying that my current teammates, I'm yeah. pushing I'm pushing them out, and I'm saying they're not good enough, and that's disrespectful. So I like the way that he explained why he didn't like recruiting. Um, I thought that was a nice yeah, touch. He, he was the last of that sort of, I don't want to play with the greatest next to me. I want to I want to play against the greatest. I want to prove myself against them. And yeah. that mentality is completely gone in the NBA now. They all they all buddy up. They all summer together. They all train and camp together. They, they do all of this stuff together. They all buddy buddy. They always want to team up. And it's, you know, it's fully player power, which I'm I'm all for, you know, you arrange these teams and I'm I'm all right. I'm all right with it. I'm OK, because everyone has the opportunity to do it. You can you can build a relationship. You can either build it from the, the collegiate system, the school system, the AAU, AAU system, or you can build it just off the strength of play. You complement the way I play. You should play with us. I have no problem with it as long as everyone can do it. If it's only certain certain teams seem to get away with it. LeBron gets whoever he wants. Yeah. You know, if if it's like that, then I have an issue. But when it's, yeah. So I respect what D Rose was saying. But yeah, if 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 that's the biggest what if, because that was that was the perfect opportunity. They would have gotten, there would have been, they would have gotten dibs on James and Wade. And then whoever it was that they got as a third wheel would have been be- way better than Boozer. <laughs> I didn't like Boozer at all. I, I was never, I was never a Boozer guy. I could never be convinced with him. No. Nope, nope, nope. Sorry. <laughs> Not having it. Well, speaking of which, I mean, Vooch got Damar, didn't he, by all accounts? There was a big part of that anyway. I'm not saying he necessarily got him, because Acme got him, but he was a big part of that. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. You saying about you want to join the best, I think that's what's great about Giannis Antetokounmpo. I mean, yeah, he, he won a chip in Milwaukee with... All right, I'm not saying he didn't have any help, but he didn't have any... He had a help by KD wearing the wrong size well, shoe. Yeah, he did, yes. <laughs> KD's feet were a bit big. But he didn't have no superstars with him. And sure. I, that is, that, that, to me, that's a, that was a great story, the way that Giannis done that. And there was so much talk about him leaving and he should go to a contender and everything else. And yeah. like, no, I'm going to make this team the contender. Kareem, Kareem said there was no chance that he would win a title there. Yeah. Like, that's a franchise legend saying, it's, nope, it's impossible he won't win a title. I was like, wow. Yeah. Like, at least lie to the fans, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that was, I mean, it was from a neutral, it was great to see them do that. It was, yeah. 
that was and I, I love you, you can't not love Giannis either can you the man's phenomenal he's another one that he's he's a good character off the court as well so for sure yeah sure. Jay, this is normally where I'm going to ask you about predicting this week's games, but it seems completely yeah, pointless games. seeing as... I predict we won't play this week. Well, <laughs> we may play against... The Lakers one I don't think has been called off just yet, yeah. so who knows? We'll see. But Ellie, going back to last week, Elliot Wade said uh, from Hooping and Luton, 3-0, and but I think that was because he was on the Bulls podcast and he's a Nets yeah, fan, yeah. so he felt like he had to try and win us over. I said 2-1, and one, and of course it was 1-2. and 1-2. No one won that, so it's still currently one point to the guests and one point to me. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's going to change throughout the season, but we'll see. Uh, next week, I have got my guest on who was poorly two weeks ago, I believe it was. So we've rescheduled with him, so it's great to have him on. So hopefully we'll have some games to discuss. If not, we're going to get him on anyway and just talk all things balls because there's well, al- there's always stuff to talk about. So what about this then? What what do you reckon at the halfway point, what seeding will we have at the All Star break in the Eastern Conference? Or or yeah, yeah, in the Eastern Conference. Fifth. Fifth. Yeah. Okay. Because I think it could be higher. It could it could be third. Here's my prediction, and I know you can get this COVID twice, right? But mm. the majority of our team would have been in COVID protocol, and I sadly don't think this is anywhere near the end of it. I mm. think this is going to get round every single team, and every team will be massively affected. Whether they, whether the NBA decides to postpone the games a bit earlier than they did for us, perhaps mm. if it starts getting a bit more rife, maybe they will. If they don't and they still force teams to play with five, six mm-hmm. players out, I think teams will start really struggling like we have over the last week. I'm going to say fifth because I'm trying to stay grounded with this team. <laughs> I want to say third, but I'm going to try. I'm going to say fifth. I was going to say third as well. Okay. I think they'll be fourth. Uh, I think I think there's only one team that will because sort of the Bucks and the Nets are, are they're they're one and two clear. And then I think either either Philadelphia. I'm not putting Miami above Philly though. So I think it's Philly that's going to be third by then. By then, Miami are a funny one. I think Miami could really turn it on, and if they get their players back and get a full full roster, I think they could they could be a, a team to fear. I do fear Philadelphia though, like you. I think they will probably take the third seed, in my opinion, when all said and done at the end of the season. I want to avoid them at all costs in the playoffs because I don't think that's a good matchup for us, Philly. No. I would rather play Brooklyn than Philly, and that probably sounds crazy, but I think Brooklyn's a better matchup for us than Philly is. But then saying that, Kyrie could well be back for Brooklyn by then. Kyrie may see the fl- may join join up with the Nets, in which case they become a different problem altogether. But I, I think I think the Bulls have it in them to to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. It's just it's just a matter of rounding out the play and and hopefully Billy can sort of gel it, get his rotations together, and we don't have to face any more injuries. Plus, there is also the chance that Patrick Williams comes back. If that's <laughs> an if, but yeah, yeah, he'll be very rusty if he does. But we'll, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I said at the start of the season, I think our ceiling is the second round of the playoffs. 
I'm trying to stay grounded and still believe that. But before we went out with all these players, I'm starting right. to think we could be a conference finals team. I don't, I don't know. I just think if we come up against the Sixers, I think we're banging trouble. I think any of the other teams we can beat over a seven-game series. And next, sure. of course, if Brooklyn do get Kyrie back, then I'm, I'm really not sure anyone's beating them in the in the East, at least anyway. Mm-hmm. But Philly's the one that I fear the most. Um, I just think they're a terrible matchup for us. Yeah, I, I can see that. That and Embiid wants to just play the more direct way. He just wants to, you know, bully ball down down low and get to his spots and finish. Like he's not waiting for anything. You can't double team him because he he sort of catches and goes very quickly. He can yeah. sort of fade to, to shoot the free if he needs to. Plus he can go coast to coast. He's he's a problem. Yeah, he's a, he's he's definitely a big a problem. problem. He's a big problem in every sense of the word. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. I mean, we've got to get through there. We're talking like we've, we're absolutely guaranteed in the playoffs. Of course, we're not because the league is crazy. You right. don't know what's going to happen. It's true. It's true. You know, you, you would like to think that we're not going to throw away at least the top six from this sort of point that we're in now. But who knows? So I think we're far too good to even be thinking about dropping out of the the playoffs and I'm not even talking play-in tournament I'm talking not neither am I I hope we avoid the play-in tournament I sort of see it as a it's fool's gold if you go through the play-in tournament I think those teams always always going to end up getting bounced at some point yeah yeah I I think so too but listen it's going to be exciting get our players back and then Let's get enjoy, enjoying watching these games again because we are an exciting team to watch. A very exciting De- Definitely. I, I didn't really give Caruso much love, but I, I like the way Caruso plays the game. I, I, I will say that. I love Caruso, <laughs> man. Like He's my favourite player on this roster. Absolutely love the man. He, he, he's, he's, a, he's a swarm to the ball defensively. Like, <laughs> he just yeah, loves I like, doing, I like his style. Loves energetic, doing very stuff, energetic. The, the, the stuff that no one normally wants to do. It's not flashy. Um, but he just absolutely loves it. The grit, all the gritty stuff. You know, he's a. Oh God, I don't want to say he's a. I don't want to start using Jim Boylan terminologies, but uh, God, Jim <laughs> Boylan would love uh, him. Psycho he? Jim is what I used Goodness to call that me. guy. Oh, yeah, I'm Jim so glad Boylan we would have him. absolutely loved him. <coughs> but no, I, I love Caruso. Everyone knows that. So yeah, uh, he's so far touch wood. He's not gone down with a virus yeah. yet. But, um, <laughs> probably defend him and Lonzo in in, um, in Cotton Wool right now. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're two very good defenders, so I'm sure they'll be all right. But no, all jokes aside, like I say, safety is the most important thing. So hopefully we, sure. can, uh, we can get this away from everyone, but let's be realistic, it's not going anywhere. But out of the league and stop this being a problem so uh, we can enjoy some games again. No, no, no doubt. We, we need to get back to, yeah, the Bulls need to kind of be together as a unit again. Yeah. Plus the NBA is better when, when with the Bulls being sort of the, the Cinderella team so far. So Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. Jay, thanks for joining me, man. Really appreciate it. Give yourself a quick plug, actually, before we go. Sorry, I've not done that yet. Oh, so, no, no problem, Jimmy. Uh, I, thanks for having me, by the way. But yes, for anyone that wants to follow me, I have two Twitter handles, but you could follow at Written Mirror. That's where you're most likely to find me. Same thing on Instagram, at Written Mirror. YouTube, again, Written Mirror. Written Mirror pretty much anywhere. So Written Mirror is, is how you find me. And it is on the screens if you watch on YouTube as well. So uh, yeah, go and check out Jay's YouTube page. It's pretty interesting. He's got some cool stuff going on over there. So uh, Thank you very much. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks again, Jay. And uh, we'll chat again soon, man. No Everyone, problem. thanks for joining us again tonight. Or thanks for listening back, however you are. Like I say, we will be back next week. We've got a guest on who I'm really excited to have on. He's quite, well, how should I put it, popular in the UK balls community now. He's getting really involved. Lovely guy. 
I was gutted when he couldn't come on a couple of weeks ago because he was poorly, but uh, we've managed to get it back in for next Monday, so I'm really looking forward to that. I think we're planning for 8 o'clock again, so uh, that'll be good fun. So come and join us if you can, and as always, get involved in some of the comments. Uh, I would say enjoy the games, but there's not going to be any balls games this week, or at least not until <laughs> Sunday. So just enjoy any games. Watch them without worrying. You know, balls aren't very good for your health when, when we're watching these close games. It's not good for the heart. So enjoy some games as a neutral and uh, maybe go and watch the Knicks lose a few games. That's, we're always in for that. <laughs> stay safe out there, everyone, and uh, we will see you next week.